10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Welcome to the Late Show with Isayo Adewali. Good evening, beautiful people. And um, we are live from Lagos, Nigeria. Tonight, we're stepping into the teacher's shoes to suggest steps that a teacher can take in certain situations within and outside the classroom. It's the classroom case scenarios. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, it's the classroom case scenarios on the late show with Isayo Adewale. And of course, I'm not doing this alone. I have my sensational guest teacher, Adesha Lafani Lucy, who um, will be running the show with me tonight. She'll be joining us soon. And of course, you all, my ever attentive listeners, contributing through your calls and texts. And before we go on into the show, let's have the news. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. 
providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, has argued that those in a position of responsibility should be teaching young minds how to think, not what to think. Speaking to Chopper's Politics podcast from The Telegraph, he said, These kids are resilient. They've come through the COVID pandemic, the mistaken closure of schools. They're not snowflakes at all. They are really resilient, and I think it's important to remember that. Children, if you teach them to be curious, if you teach them to understand how to filter and rely on quality journalism, and understand both sides of the argument, then you'll be doing something truly great. When asked if children should be able to read racial slurs such as those contained in Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, Mr Sahawi replied, Totally. I think it's really important that children are allowed to be able to be curious, to understand where this stuff comes from, rather than create these sort of false filters for them. Mr Sahawi also said he was deeply uncomfortable with people beginning to view everything through the lens of 2022. You don't become a better nation, a more cohesive community, by denying the past, removing the past. You explain the past and you have to explain both sides. In Jersey, Vicky Pallott, a former deputy head, has left her job to set up a mobile wellbeing service for young people and their families. She is in the process of finding sponsorship to cover the £70,000 running costs. Vicky has spent £12,000 of her own money on a school bus which she is renovating with the help of friend Bradley O'Malley. She said... I think it's important because I wanted to be able to reach children across the island. I've also noticed in the past two years especially that the needs have been raised in terms of support, well-being and anxiety. I am somebody who likes to be proactive and I have spent the last two and a half years designing proactive programmes to support children and their families and now I'm ready to have those programmes delivered. If it gets the funding it needs, the bus could welcome its first families by the middle of May. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about improving your skills. I listened to the morning show with Dorian Brown last Friday and he was discussing teachers' tech skills. I'm not here to start a discussion, that's his job. However, this week I investigate can you get better at tech for free? Is there any CPD out there that doesn't cost a fortune? The answer is yes. There's a lot of online self-paced courses out there and even some supported by bursary funding for cover to get you out of the classroom and trained in school time. So what did I find? Let's start with free training. Let's face it, the big three companies in EdTech are Apple, Google and Microsoft. So what do they offer? Apple Teacher is a free professional learning program designed to support and celebrate educators using Apple products for teaching and learning. As an educator, you can build skills on iPad and Mac that directly apply to activities with your students. Earn recognition for new things you learn and be rewarded for the great work you do every day. Sign into the program and work your way through the badges to get your Apple Teacher certificate. Google for Education offer a free training for educators. Courses range from beginner to advanced and there's also lots of courses on getting the most out of devices such of Chromebooks. They also have a certified program consisting of educator level one and level two. All resources are free, but if you want certification, it's done through a paid exam. You can also go on to be a certified trainer, innovator, and coach. Microsoft Educator Center offers hundreds of free online self-paced courses for educators. All have a certificate attached and a badge that can be shared. There is also a dedicated educator pathway to become an innovative educator, trainer, and expert. All of these are free. If you want to fine tune a particular skill, there's loads of free training providers out there too. For example, Coursera is an online self-paced course platform that offers free training. If you want a certificate, you'll need to pay, but lots of courses are free. And if you don't need proof of completion, go for it. Finally, there's lots of different hubs out there to provide bursary funded CPD for schools, computing, maths, English and MFL to name a few. A great way to find out what's on offer is to contact your local teaching school hub as they will know what is available in your area. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. So tonight, I am not doing this alone. I am with Ade Shola Ifeoluwa Familusi, who is a final year student of English Education, University of Lagos, Nigeria. And she's also a pre-service teacher. And... Um, we're going to be having a wonderful conversation by analyzing a case scenario of some of the real life problems that teachers face uh, at work. And um, we're going to step into the teacher's shoes and suggest solutions and um, talk about how we would react to such problems if we were in the teacher's shoes. To join in this conversation, please text in as often as the contributions you want to give pops up in your head. Please text in in the chat box and your contributions will be read out as we go on in the show. So tonight, like I said, we're stepping into the teacher's 
shoes to suggest strategic and intentional steps that the teacher can take in certain situations within and outside the classroom. Um, so I am going to have our special guest read out the scenario to us and um, then we take it from there. Thank you for being with us, uh, Adishala Ifeolua Pamelius. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm glad to be here again. Yeah, so I forgot to mention that she was here earlier. Uh, I think uh, that was in January or when? Yes, I can't remember January. Now. January, yes. January. And, yes, and we talked about uh, being raised by a teacher. It was quite an interesting conversation. If you missed out on that, you can always listen to the show again on the Podbean app by following Teacher's Talk Radio and search for the Drive On Show with Bisayo Adewoli hashtag raised by teacher. All right, so let's have the scenario. Okay, so scenario one. Femi, an SS2 student in Miss Choma's class, always has an excuse of the other for not submitting assignments or turning them in late. This, in turn, affects his overall academic performance as assignments account for a percentage in the grading system. As Femi's teacher, what would you say to Femi to encourage him to turn in assignments before deadlines? What tips can you give him to stay organized and prompt? I read mm. that again. Okay. Femi, an SS2 student in Ms. Chioma's class, always has an excuse or the other for not submitting assignments or turning them in late. This, in turn, affects his overall academic performance as assignments account for a percentage in the grading system. As Femi's teacher, what would you say to Femi to encourage him to turn in assignments before deadlines? What tips can you give him to stay organized and prompt? All right, so you heard it loud and clear. I think the major issue here is um, assignments and turning them, uh, your learners turning in your assignments late, turning in the assignments late. So if you were a Fermi's teacher, what would you do to encourage him to turn in his assignments before deadline and give him tips on how uh, he can stay organized and prompt. And if you have other perspective to this um, scenario, please share with us. For me, I think I would want to look at this uh, from the teacher's angle. Before I even want to um, encourage Femi or give him tips to stay organized. I want to, if I was a teacher, I would first of all look at how I have designed the assignment. What if the issue is with the way I have designed the assignment? What if Femi finds the assignment really boring? What if the assignment is too um, cumbersome for him? What if 
the assignment does not really reflect what has been learned in class. What if the assignment is um, something that, uh, should I call it monotonous, meaning that it's not challenging for Femi, so he's not even interested in opening it up. He would rather, we know that the learners of this age um, would rather interact or engage with digital content than written content. Challenging digital content. Exactly. So, so what if the assignment does not tick all these boxes that I have mentioned? What if that's why? What if the problem is not even with Femi? Because uh, I'll take myself as an example. When I realized that learners were not, uh, at least Femi is uh, even better because he, he turns in assignments late. <laughs> My learners were not turning in assignments. He just, Femi just turns them in late. Mine, they were not turning in assignments. They were not showing up. They were not engaged. They were not active. Uh, once okay, the but lessons, the scenario says that Femi doesn't even turn in or sometimes turns them in late. Oh, great. So it, 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 I can relate with um, Femi's teacher totally. So what I did, first of all, I decided to change the kind of assignments I give them. I okay. started, I started gamifying the assignments. So when they are doing the mm. assignments, it doesn't seem like schoolwork for them. They are learning, but they see it as playing games. So while they are playing that game, they are learning. So I realized that the first, at the first attempt, even those that Learners that didn't even have access to the uh, digital devices to play the game, they found a way to, you know, work together with those that had, just so that they could be involved, just so that they would not mm. be left behind. Unlike when I was giving written assignments, assignments to be uh, submitted in their note with their notes and all. Unlike then, they had so many excuses. But when I started gamifying the assignments, they, they had excuses, but because just because it, it came to them in form of play, in, in form of fun, in form of the kind of content they like to engage with, those excuses, you know, disappeared. Those excuses were nowhere to be found. The moment they found out that their friends were already engaging with those content. So I started using several ed tech tools that I know that they could easily okay. engage with. So that, for me, I, I would, first of all, address the situation that we... So uh, I, I'd like to hear from you. What, what are some of the ways that you address this issue if you were a feminist teacher, if you were Miss Chioma? Okay, so if I was um, the teacher, feminist teacher, Miss Chioma, uh, I'll try to make Femi understand not only the essence, but the importance of doing assignments. And so, as we all know, assignments um, make a percentage in the overall grades students can have. So mm-hmm. I'd like to ask Femi why he finds it hard to turn in assignments. Then mm-hmm. I'll move on to stressing the consequences of no submission or late submission. Mm-hmm. It could be that 
Femi is unable to manage his time properly mm. or probably disregards the subject in question. Mm. Yes, yes. Or doesn't even have time to do any school-related work at home. I think that's looking at it from the kind of home it comes from. So Femi mm-hmm. might not have time to do um, any school-related work at home. Mm. So if if um, then I can offer tips. Okay, should, should I go on? Yeah, you can go on. Okay, then I think I'll offer tips to help him complete assignments or get organized. Okay, I um, you mentioned something about the subject and that's very important because Another issue might be that Femi um, might have issues with that subject. You know, there are some learners that already have a fixed mindset about a particular subject, especially math, exactly. chemistry, even English studies. Science-related Yes, some, I have I've encountered some learners that believe that they cannot know English. They cannot do well in English. They cannot do well in learning English and so they just as uh, they don't put so much effort in it so, so it can the issue might be might have to do with Femi's mindset about the subject so the so Miss Shema one of the things that Miss Shema can do is um, to have a conversation with Femi about the subject you need to have a conversation okay. about about his perspective about the way he sees the subject because that can affect. And then Ms. Choma also has to check herself because some learners have developed this kind of fixed mindset about a particular subject because of the way the teacher delivers the lesson. Mm, how that's a Ms. valid point. Yes. How, how has Ms. Choma been teaching English? How has she been facilitating? I'm, I'm using English as the subject now. Because the subject is not known in this scenario. So I'm using English because, you know, you are an English uh, language teacher. And, you know, so let's use English, for instance. How has has this teacher been delivering lessons in this subject? How has she been organizing the lessons? Have the lessons been engaging? Has she designed the lessons such that they can apply to real-life situations? Has she allowed okay. the lessons to awaken the curiosities or the curiosity of the learner, which Femi will definitely be among them? Some these are some of the things that can make Femi have a fixed message about the subject. Oh, I can never know English. English is not my my mother tongue, which is which is okay. Tongue. Yes, that's a valid point, but that does not mean that we should trash it. Because whether you like it or not, okay. it's a universal language. That, yes. that yes, that you need to engage with the real world outside the classroom. Even if Ms. Shoma decides to teach you using your mother tongue, out there you would thrive when Require you understand English. English Do you understand? Language. Yes. So so that's another aspect. Ms. Shoma should check the way she delivers a lesson, find out um, Femi's mindset about the subject. And she should also check the way she delivers a lesson to make sure that she is not making the learners develop a fixed mindset. Some some teachers even say to their learners while they are teaching. Maybe in the course of teaching, she asks a question and um, 
Femi gives an answer that is just off point. A wrong answer. I, you okay, understand? Answer. I, yeah, just completely off from what she's teaching. And out of frustration, you know, you have been teaching for uh, about uh, 18 minutes and then expecting okay. to get a good answer or an excellent answer. And somebody, and Femi <laughs> just, that way. you get. The next thing she's saying, oh, you can never understand English. Some of you, English is not for you. <laughs> Do you understand those little, little, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. words that you, that teachers speak out of frustration while delivering lesson can be part of the reasons why this kind of, uh, these are some of the um, consequences too for the teacher. So I like the fact that we're not just looking at, yes, we want to, we're stepping into the teacher's shoes in order to help them. Okay. But at the same time, we're stepping into the teacher's shoes in, in order to help the teacher check herself too. And not just family, uh, because in this case, we're not just looking at the learner. It's not always about the learner. Sometimes the behavior that the, the learner exhibits is usually a reflection of um, the teacher's behavior, too. Yes, uh, it's usually a reflection of the teacher's behavior. Too. It's usually a reflection of the teacher's actions, because whether I like it or not, learners will imitate you. Whether you do good or you do bad, one way or the other, they will copy you they find it easier to copy you than to obey you. So, okay. you, yeah, so whatever you want them to, whatever behavior you want them to exhibit, just model it consistently. And then you, you find your job as a teacher, you find that, that it's getting easier and easier by the day. So let's go back to the scenario. We, you mentioned something about the subject. That's why I had to, I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, can we look at it from the aspects of um, Femi's home? Okay. What what has what if it's it's a home factor? What are some of the possibilities that or some of the issues that Femi may be facing at home that makes him a perpetual late uh, assignment <laughs> submitter? So <laughs> Oh good. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So you know, um, let's take for instance Femi's um mother runs a store. Okay. And when Femi gets back from school, probably at 3 p.m., she has to go to the store and you know, help his mom. They close very late. I guess get home, gets home tired, and it doesn't it, he doesn't even know where he drops the bag until the next day before he can know that. He <laughs> I, I, doesn't even open the book. <laughs> so how does he even want to do assignments? Mm-hmm. You know, that's in terms of Femi's own perspective. Or, you know, my half-parents I don't even regard schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And so you can also, it, it could also have parents who, uh, in this case, the parents are probably not well to do. But they, they, you know that even parents that are well to do, they are also, um, uh, they also exhibit this kind of behavior because they don't check up mm. on the child. They leave everything to the teacher. Some parents teacher. will even tell their child that, what kind of assignment is this? The teacher, <laughs> I'm paying, I'm paying uh, in your school fees. And I will also do the teacher's I can't, job. I can't assist you. In fact, if... Do you understand? If, let's say, for instance, Femi has an issue with assignments and he needs 
like in guidance. Yes. Imagine yeah. the guidance saying, "I already paid school fees. I cannot." You be understand? Doing some the parents work. Yes, some parents find this really easy to say once they see that the child cannot do their. In fact, some even go as far as coming to the school the next day to complain. Now, please stop giving to, wow. to, um, my child assignments that I cannot do on his own. Yeah, I, I don't have the time. You understand to be with the thing is what this parent don't understand is that even if a child can do uh is your assignment on his own, you still need to be involved as a parent. Because if you are not involved, the the child will see the home as the how I put it, the safe, the safe space where he can or she can do anything she likes with her assignments. She can like to even... Where schoolwork is not mandatory. Exactly. You see the home as an escape route. Oh, thank God, I'm home, finally. I'm home. Do you understand? Because you, 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 as a parent, you see that the teacher should come to the house to to ensure that the child does the assignments. You you don't want to be involved. They don't understand the importance of um, parents' involvement. Yes, they don't understand it. It's not you doing the teacher's job. You being part of your child's assignment, it's even you can even see it as a bonding time for you and your child. Something during when when you do assignment to your child, it's a form of bonding. It's it fosters bonding. Yeah, when no, you read together, do you understand? Especially if it's a reading assignment or even a writing assignment, you both get to discuss yeah. about what is going to write about. So, um, another. Thing that has to do with with the home is um um when the child has to work okay yes when the child has to work so my i have a lot of learners that as soon as we get to the last period of school they are really thinking about all the clients they have to attend to because they are yeah. already making a living if they don't they won't eat they, they will not even have the money to sew a proper school uniform. Do you understand? Or to even eat for the next yeah. day. So as soon as the last break, some of them even request to leave school ahead of time so that they can get to work. Yeah. So that they can get because to work. Because they fund themselves. Exactly. They fund it. Some of them are the ones who are taking care of their parents. Yeah. They won't believe it. So, so by the last period, they're already... Some have had cases Their where... Their thoughts are no longer in school. Exactly. That's why... That's why these are part of the reasons why they don't put core subjects at the end of uh, the day. They make sure that yeah. English, math, sciences, they are usually during the first to fifth period so that yeah. the learners' attention, you know, the time of the day, the learners' attention, everything is still you can still get as much as possible from the learner than when it is already close to the, the so close to close, the closing time yes time. so some of these learners are they have to work and like sincere good decent work they just have to some are are in between jobs they have to uh, hawk for their mom and also work as an apprentice in an in a even some students show. are domestic staff. Exactly. So some of, things, mm-hmm. some of these things, some of these is if uh, Miss Choma 
is ignorant of some of these things that Femi is facing, she will just keep failing Femi. And then Femi will now have a track record of, of a low scores. Do you understand? Forgetting uh. that there are so many other factors. Now, I, I don't know why I just keep looking at this from the teacher's angle. Another thing that the teachers should look at is can't you or um, develop assignments? I mean, do, can't you develop assignments that you don't necessarily have to grade? Because one of the reasons okay. you are having issues now is that this assignment forms a percentage of the grading or of the grading system, That's right? Fair. Yeah. So let's yeah. assume that assignment takes 10 percent. Okay. Why not um, make um, do some assignment that you don't have to grade? And the ones you have to grade, why not make it the ones that can be done in school while you are there? The ones that can be done online that students are more interested in. Why not choose assignments, uh, the assignments that you choose to grade? Why not choose the ones that students would likely be more involved in so that you reduce the failure rate because at the end of the day if femi has a low score it doesn't guarantee that femi is not bright it doesn't mean that femi has um uh, it doesn't mean that femi how should i put it now it doesn't mean that he's um not is a dollar. It doesn't mean that it's a dollar. Yes, or below average. Exactly. It doesn't mean that if you, it's because of the way you have chosen to grade him. Do you understand? So okay. if we consider all the factors surrounding Femi, he will always be at the bottom of the class. And that's because mm. it's based on your system, your grading system. But if you choose to change it... And the system is not seeming to work for him. Exactly. If you choose to change it, you don't have to grade everybody the same way. You don't have to. And you don't have to grade everything. You don't have to grade everything. Okay. There are some... There are some uh, if you, and if you know you have to grade because you, you know you have to come up with scores at the end of the, um, at the, end of the term and all. Grade what you know that students are involved in. Grade what you know that, mm. yes, if, if it's even possible to use group work, to grade group work, collaboration, collaborative efforts of students, use that, grade that instead, so that we don't, you don't tag Femi as a dollar or um, as a, a below average student, just because he doesn't turn in assignments. Yes, I think Ms. Shema could also give, you know, from the scenario, we can see that he either turns them late or mm -hmm. he doesn't turn them at all. So if there are a variety of assignments, mm -hmm. of course, probably Femi would, if, let's say if there were eight assignments, mm -hmm. Femi would have submitted at least two. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to grading, I think we should, there should be a given and um, an array of assignments that you can grade from. Mm -hmm. Not just oh this particular time. Exactly. exactly. Just, to give, or, just to give other learners an opportunity. Exactly. And then you can also extend the deadline. Maybe the maybe the learners need okay. more time. Maybe you the deadline you are giving is um too short. Too short for them. So maybe they need more time because of the kind of you need to understand your learners. We cannot we cannot um say this too much. It cannot be overemphasized. You, as a teacher, you must understand your learners. 
what kind of homes do they come from? For me, my learners come from low-income homes. So when I'm giving an assignment, I know how I have to package it to make sure that they are engaged. Even when I'm teaching in class, the kind of examples I use, you know, the kind of scenarios I use, the kind of real-life situations I use, I make sure that it is what they can relate to it every day. I'm teaching them verbs. I'm using terms, um, action words that they mm. use when they are selling in the markets for their mom or their dad. I'm not uh, using action words wow. that, you know, that are probably used in the airports. Some of them have never been to the airports. Airport before. Do you understand? So it, 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 yeah. it's, you, you have to make sure that you come down to their, to their level. Then you now grow with them. If not, the lesson the assignments, everything will just continue to be strange to them. And you keep on producing uh, learners with low scores. And then even Mm. you, it it makes you look bad too as a teacher. Yes, it makes you look bad too as a teacher. Exactly. And and that might not be the case. So we hope that for every man listening to us, you have been able to pick a few things. Um, when we'll be doing a review of this show on Instagram or on other um, platforms, I'm going to highlight all the key points that we have mentioned here and um, okay. it, will be, it will be posted so that it, you'll be able to pick probably a to-do list or um, um, call to action that you begin to work on just in case you have heard any of the issues that you can relate with as a teacher. If you are just joining us, this is the late show with Bisayo Adewole and um, my special guest, Ifeoluwa Lucy, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. And we are looking at a scenario of a teacher who has a learner that turns in assignments late and sometimes does not turn them in at all. I mean, this learner consistently consistently does this and the teacher happens to be Miss Chioma and the learner's name is Femi. If you, we have discussed a couple of solutions um, that we think Ms. Shoma can um, apply. And uh, if you have other things that you have done, in case you have been in this situation before, if you have other things that you have applied, other strategies and decisions that you have made to solve something like this, please share with us in the chat box and we'll be happy to share your contributions with everyone listening. Thank you so much once again, Ifeluwa, for being on this show with me on the late show. <laughs> yeah. So now let's look at the second uh, issue. It says that the tips, right? Can you read it out again? The tips. Okay. It says um, it that, says that you, what. It says that what tips can you give him? Okay, what would you say to Femi to encourage him to turn in assignments before deadlines? What mm. tips can you give him to stay organized and prompt? 
Okay. So do you want to share some tips with us? Okay. So in terms of um, encouragement, I think um, you were able to point out something. You said probably the um, assignments are too um, complex or you just disregard the subject. So one of the ways you can encourage him is to simplify the assignments and also gamify them, like you said. Mm -hmm. And other tips can include um, helping him organize his time, you know, probably with the use of a stick notes, okay. a journal, and the likes of that. And you could even have a classmate that serves as an accountability partner. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So yeah. He, um, the classmate is peer mentoring Femi hope you have been able to do your assignments oh, mm. Femi, don't forget uh, the deadline for the assignment that will be graded is this time and that time mm. I think those are the few tips I can give yes yes I like that I like the fact that you mentioned peer mentoring it's very important even as teachers it's something that I don't know why teachers um, in my space don't like to do that you know, where you get another teacher to that would work as your accountability partner. Sometimes you can even invite another teacher into your class and let uh -huh. them, you know, let them evaluate you. And you do the same for that teacher too. Do you understand? Because we are not perfect. Yeah. We are just doing everything exactly. we can to grow, to make sure that we are not the same teacher that we were yesterday or last week, or last month, or last day. So the same thing applies to learners too. When we now assign accountability partners to them, especially um, when you uh, strategically assign these accountability partners, you have to make sure that you don't assign two. Exactly, you have to be strategic. <laughs> make sure that you don't assign <laughs> Femi and his twin. Another Femi. <laughs> Do you understand? Another <laughs> replica of Femi. You must be very strategic and intentional when doing this kind of uh, pairing, you know, when you are trying to... And so I think that boils down to one point you mentioned. Mm -hmm. That boils down to a point you mentioned. You said we should know our learners. Yes. So when you know, you know your learners, you know how to pair them and yes. assign them with each other. Yes, yes. But um, peer mentoring really works because that learner will be challenged and the learner would have a sense of belonging. Ah, okay, well, let's do this. We are doing this. We, we, we. The learner begins to learn collaboration. We, we, we are. We've not uh -huh. done this. I need to do this with uh, my friend. My friend is going to call me now. I've not done my assignments. Do you understand? So, <clears throat> yeah. payment mentoring works. Then another thing, uh, another tip I think Ms. Shoma can give, uh, help Femi to be better is to teach him how to create to-do lists. You know, aside okay. schoolwork, to-do list for everything, not just the schoolwork, and a not-to-do list. I got this um, not-to-do list uh, hmm. idea, yes, okay. from one of uh, my teachers. At, at, her name is um, Mary, Mary Senami. Yeah. You know, she, took, she, she posted something on Instagram one day, and she said, Teachers need to have a not-to-do list. Things I will not do. They are not bad. They're not bad. They are not um, wrong. But they are not just what is needed at a particular time. So meaning that teachers don't have to say yes to everything. 
it's okay to say no i'm not doing this i'm not taking this course i'm not engaging in this activity at this time so it's okay to have a not to do list and i think femi needs it if he's having issues with organizing his time he probably is engaged with too many things at the same time both at home and in school so you have to miss chama can um, let him know what it means to have a to do list and a not to do list teach him how to create a to do list and how he, he can tick them off once he does them you know assign a time frame to each of uh, everything on that list same thing goes for the not to do lists these are the things i will not do maybe um one of the things that femi does on his way home is branching at the football field to just play one or two play and ball. give them one or two goals on the football field before getting them <laughs> down just branch auntie i don't uh, just like five minutes until you say oh yeah miss Shoma will say okay I'll put that time. on the not to do list no more branching to score some goals okay if i thought you must do that because of course we should support that part of learning too it's still learning okay. so if oh, i thought you true. must do that now portion it i'll do that Time only free. yes i'll do that only on fridays or i'll do that only on tuesdays monday wednesday thursday friday no branching so if, if miss shoma mm-hmm. can do that in fact if miss shoma can even make it part of her lesson so that she's even engaging everybody so not just femi because if she focuses on femi alone now there are so many other people like femi that we tempt femi not to follow that list in that same class i don't know if you get me okay. so femi has yeah. learned yeah. <laughs> so femi has learned it won't be it won't be easy for femi to thrive in it exactly um the thoughts of others are not like is exactly so he's probably not branching alone he has other friends in his class maybe there are five of them they they follow the same route home so if the if she just makes it a general thing so i've noticed you you woke up to class one day you know sometimes it's not just always about delivering the particular lesson Lesson. yes it's good to have your lesson plan yes it's good to deliver the content but then there are some times that you just have to speak to the conscience of these children so that you le- so that the, the teaching and learning process can make sense at the end of the day so you, if you are going if you notice that femi and some other people have not been submitting their assignments or they've been submitting late maybe you should just ge- address the class generally without necessarily mentioning names so nobody feels embarrassed okay yeah. good morning class good afternoon class this today before we go into the main uh, lesson I am going to teach you what it means to have a to-do list. So everybody understands today. And you even tell them, everybody make a to-do list now of what you are going to do today as soon as school closes. Make it now. Now, everybody, say a piece of paper or open, um, bring out your jotter, bring out your journal. Yeah, start start uh, making your list now. I want to see them. And then you go around and check everybody's to-do list after teaching them what to do. So that that way, maybe later you can call Femi aside, but that way you have exposed all of them. to Some of them have probably never heard of to-do lists. Do you understand? So you have exposed them to that. So one of the tips is 
teach Femi how to make a to-do list. And I, I know you mentioned um, peer mentoring, that's getting an accountability partner who is also in a learner like him. It's reminded, yeah. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of what I did to when I started gamifying my assignment. I realized that there are some learners that even after gamifying the assignment, they were still not engaging. So what did I do? I called them to find out why, and they had valid reasons because they didn't have the devices. They are not living with people who have the devices that they can use. So I started asking who, who uh, owns, who has a phone that he or she is free to use, who has a personal phone that you don't have to wait for your mom or dad or aunt or uncle to come home before you. And there were many of them. I said, okay, how many, look at these people, how many of them do you live close to? And then say, oh, I know a house, I know a house, I know a house. I said, okay. Now I'm not going to encourage you to not start visiting each other's house in the name of assignments. And then you now make it the order of the day. Ah, Mr. Shemi, we're going to do Mr. Shemi. What I'm going to do is, <laughs> yeah, what I'm going to do is, you're going to decide a time where, or you, if you bring your phone to school, you keep it with Mr. Shemi. Before this, uh, before school is over, um, come to me. Do the you you both do the assignment together, and then you go home. So there's no need for you to leave to go to start visiting each other's house. Anybody's or, house? Yes. Or I involve their parents, and I say, please, this person yeah, needs to do an assignment online, and your neighbor also attends this. Is also a, a, a learner in my class. Can they use, can they work together? Once the parents are, are involved, then I'm, I'm free. Another thing I do is I don't leave, I, I spend some time after school hours in school before going home. So some of the learners that are serious, I let them know, if you know you, you don't have access to phones or digital devices at home, you can come and use my phone. You won't, because I know the way they can be, and I can't leave my phone with them. <laughs> what I do is I'm the one operating the phone, but they are the ones playing the game. Do you understand? I ask them, okay, what do you want okay. to do? What's the answer to this one? I choose it. Okay, you are right. Let's move to the next activity. Do you get So there are so many ways. Just make sure. I like using this code. The only limitations are the ones you want to see. Once you decide not mm. to see any limitation or any barrier, you would create learners that don't joke with their assignments, that don't joke with projects, that don't joke with problem solving. Once you give them a problem to solve, they are on their toes. They want to work together with people. They want to create solutions. They want to come up with strategies. And it starts from attending to assignments. So I believe that we have okay. talked at length on this scenario and we hope that we have been able to um, do justice to that. So, okay. Uh, Sorry, before we close up on okay. that, I just want to say, I still want to have something. What okay. if um, outside all these tips and um, the problem persists, is it wise to um, inform family parents? Of course. Yes. In fact, that should be part of the first thing to do. And I think we mentioned it, that the parents' involvement, when we're looking at it from Femi's home, that's even the first thing to do before now applying all these other things. I think 
we need to let okay. the parents know first because most parents will not notice this until Femi takes uh, a report sheet home and then the parent sees uh-huh. that, oh, you're at the bottom of the class again. The parents okay. will not realize that it's all these little, little, little assignments that you refuse to, you know, to monitor that made him end up at the bottom of the class. Not necessarily because those people at the top of the class are better than him. So the first thing is, thank you so much for even pointing that out. The first thing is to involve the parent. The parents must know, if possible, even the um, school authority must know too. And then it's very important that any um, new idea that you are bringing up uh, as a teacher, you have to make sure that you carry um, the school authority along. Any innovation that you are implementing, that you are carrying out, you must carry the school authority along uh, and uh, make sure that you're not doing it alone. So that in case anything goes south, you have people you have an authority to back you up. Oh. Yes, especially those that, I don't know if public school teachers can relate with me, because I'm a public school teacher. So most of what I'm saying is based on my experience as a public school teacher. I don't know how it works in the private school. But make sure that you carry, okay, if, even if the even if you, the school authority is not easy to reach, make sure that you carry at least your immediate boss, your oh, immediate yeah. supervisor, your the next person your in line, department. yes, they must know. They must know that this is the these are the innovations that you are using in the classroom. So if you still we are moving on to the next um, scenario, and um, but that does not mean that you cannot contribute to the ones that have been previously said. If you are just joining us, this is. The Late Show with Bisayo Adewole and my special guest, who is a final year student of English education at the University of Lagos, Nigeria, Ade Shola Ifeolua Familiusi. And we have been having a very interesting conversation about um, learners who consistently miss the assignment or turning the assignments late and we have looked at it from several angles if you'd like to contribute to this if you were the teacher of learners who turn in the assignments late or do not even turn in at all let us know what are the things that you can do what are the strategies what are the intentional decisions that they are going to make in order to help that these learners and uh, what are the things you are going to do too on your? How are you going to work on yourself to to make sure that you are not the reason why they are turning in their assignments late or why they are missing their assignments? So, I'm going to have my guest read out the second scenario too. Are you with me, Ife? All right. So scenario two. Yes, I'm here. Scenario two. Mr. Dick has just finished teaching a student a topic in basic technology. She moves on to ask her students some question on the topic taught. None of her students is able to give any responses. 
what do you think Mr. Dick should do? Should she teach the content again or should she just move as she has already taught the topic? I'll read that again. Mr. Dick has just finished teaching our students a topic in basic technology. She moves on to ask our students some questions on the topic taught. None of our students is able to give any responses. What do you think Mr. Dick should do? Should she teach the content again or should she just move as she has already taught the topic? Hmm. <laughs> hey, is there any teacher that has not faced this? This is what teachers face every day. My goodness. Do you want to share any experience with us and what you have done? No, not yet. Let's have you first. Okay. Okay, so in this case, it's about basic technology. And um, I think now it's um, yeah. it's not just about the subject now. Because even, even um, other teachers of other subjects will, will also be facing issues like this. This issue. Yes. So I would, uh, if, I, if I was Miss Sodik, the first thing I would do is to change my teaching method. Okay. So I would maybe, maybe I've been, maybe the lesson has been too teacher centered. Maybe Miss Sodik does most of the talking and the learners just listen. If I was Miss Sodik, I would make sure that the class is engaging right from my entry behavior to my evaluation, to the last activity in that class. The learners will be involved. I'll make sure that they, they are, in fact, there's no time for them to be distracted because they have to, their brain has to be up and doing at every point because they know that, ah, Mr. Dick is going to throw a question at us now or Mr. Dick is going to have us speak about something now so we have to listen so i'm going to change my teaching method from the traditional teaching method of the teacher being the lord and master to inquiry-based learning inquiry-based learning involves using questions you know awakening awakening the curiosity of the learners not just dishing everything out to them letting I'll allow the learners be the ones to construct the knowledge that they're about, uh, the new knowledge they're about to receive, I will allow them to be engaged. So we will now become co-learners instead of me being the teacher. So they are not expecting me to just come into the class and pour out everything as a fountain of knowledge. Mm -mm. Now I am interacting with them and I'm asking them, what do you think? So I can even decide to use um, scenarios with, with them, you know, scenarios that they can relate with, real life um, issues that they yeah. can relate with to that topic. So for instance, I'll, um, as a basic texture, what subjects can we even pick in basic technology now? I can't think of any at the moment, but I'm going to use my subjects for instance. So I, I was teaching um, um, farming, the vocabulary of farming. And uh, I know that some of them have never even been to the farm. Yes, they might be from low incomes, but we don't really have farms in Lagos. 
<laughs> so yeah. most of them are not they don't really know anything about farming but they know they know things about food stock they are, their parents sell farm produce their parents sell farm produce in the markets so what i what i did was to first of all ask them how many of them go to the markets for their parents how many of them how many times how often do they go you know I started throwing questions at them. You see, everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to talk about what, how the things they buy in the market, how they are, uh, the, the way they price um, food stuff in the market and all. So from there, everybody's already engaged. They are waiting for the next question. They are waiting for the next question so that they can answer. So the point that <laughs> at the end of the day, you realize that your work becomes even easier because... Yeah. You won't even you won't even have to wait to the end of the class to say, uh, "Oh yeah, let me ask you these questions now." You understand? You won't have you won't have to um, wait until you are finished teaching. That's like I have just finished teaching my students, and now they cannot even answer some questions. Why do you have to wait to the end of the class before you even ask questions? Why can't you make your assessments formative such that you are asking them the questions from the beginning to the end, all through the class? So they are fully engaged in their own learning. So that's what I think Mr. Dick should do. She should go and read about inquiry-based learning and um, the 21st century learning design so that she can change the way she are teaching methods. So if I were Mr. Dick, I would have to teach the content again. You know, I would not yeah. be able to move on because if your learners cannot, if they don't take your learning objective, learning has not taken place. Exactly. Uh, yes. Your learning so goals. I would have to, yes, your learning goals, your learning objective. So I would have to revisit the details of that lesson. So starting from the entry behavior. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, the entry behavior Mr. Dick used did not click. You know, sometimes when you use entry behaviors, in, probably based on the learner's um, level, in the, the, the entry behavior she used might not have clicked. Because I can tell you, learners have an idea of everything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you are teaching that is new to them. So I'll try to visit my entry behavior, visit the content of the lesson. I would also um, review the suitability of the instructional materials. Mm. Let's say, for instance, I already used, and let's say, for instance, Ms. Sodik used a non-concrete instructional material. Okay. I would um, try a concrete instructional material or a more friendly instructional material. Okay. And so in terms of, okay, so let me move on to methodology. Okay. Um, I will avoid teacher-centered methodology. Try to use a more friendly methodology that will elicit discussion among learners. And learner's participation. I'm mm-hmm. sure that while Miss Dick was taking the lesson, she must have noticed that there was no participation. Mm-hmm. And probably because she was using a traditional methodology. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned, inquiry based learning. Um, we also have the discussion method, okay. the collaboration method, you know, more friendly and then learner centered method. Okay. So, also in terms of um, evaluation, I'll make sure the evaluation is formative, step by step. You don't have to wait to the end of the lesson to really know if what you have taught, if if your learners understand what you have taught. 
So mm-hmm. you do a step-by-step evaluation to guide your learner's progress. So when you do a step-by-step evaluation, you know that, okay, this is where the problem is from. Exactly. You're able to eat it at that point. You're able to look for a solution at that point, not until the end of the lesson, whereby you now have to start taking, you have to go and visit the whole lesson. You know, there's no time, in fact, there's no even time for all that. So you have mm-hmm. to, uh, if I was to show uh, Mr. Dick, I would ensure I put all these step-by-step uh, methods into place. Okay. I also think that the the teacher's tone too. Let's assume that Ms. Sodik has all of this in place, but our learners are still not responding. I have okay. experienced a math teacher that um <laughs> is teaching uh, is it not uh, primary five primary five learners and he. I had the opportunity of supervising his class once and I he called out a, a learner to answer a question on the board. This learner knows how to answer the question. Everybody knows that this learner likes maths. The learner likes okay. enjoys solving maths problem. But the moment she was called to answer the question on the board, she started crying. She started crying. Mm-hmm. Yes, she started crying. And then I realized, okay. Maybe she's shy. Maybe she just likes to do her thing. You know, she's not the one that in, in front of the class. Then I supervised this class another day, and and a different learner. Even the 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 what should I call it now? The tone of the class. The the tone of the class was so <laughs> tense. It was so you know full of fear. Fear was written all over their faces. Yeah, their faces. The, yes, because the dollars or the, the ones that are not as the dollars. I shouldn't have said that. Plus the ones that do not understand, plus the ones that understand, all of them, they were all full of fear. And then I now figured, okay, I think it has to do what with this. Wrong. Yes. I said, I think done. it has to do with this man's story. Because number one, apart from the fact that he's he's huge, like uh, Nigerians will say, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he has this, you know, fierce look naturally. And then he now is now always teaching with a straight face. Let's let's put okay. methodology and the rest now. Everything is in place. What That's about right. what about you know your your tone, the kind of tone you use in teaching. Yes, I know how frustrating teaching can be, but I think we need to form the habit of you know smiling as you are teaching. Now I don't I mean see. just laughing anyhow when you are teaching and smiling, smiling like someone that doesn't know what she's doing. But you know, have a welcoming face, be approachable, so that as you are talking, the learners are not afraid to join in in the conversation with you. Some learners will keep quiet just because of the way you look. Yes. So as a teacher, you must be approachable. You must be approachable. Maybe it's because you're always squeezing your face when you are teaching. You use use a tone that is straight, you know, straight tone, harsh, not persuasive. These people, these learners, they, 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 uh, they want to learn. You can never, you cannot write them up and say, don't mind them. They don't want to learn. They don't listen. Somebody will just talk. To, you know, use an, 
make sure you are approachable when you are teaching them, when you are facilitating the teaching and learning process. Put on a smiling face. Dress nice. You know, when you are, and you're now teaching maths again. I mean, and, and then you are. Mindset as let's have. You understand. You know, mathematics. Yes. In fact, there was a, there was a situation where he told someone to answer a question. And she knew the correct thing, but she, the answer she gave was wrong out of fear. In fact, she was even answering yeah. and, and she was stammering. As she was wow, asking, I'm, not my, I'm telling you, she was stammering. And then what is it? They say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him. What the, why are you afraid of him? I've done anything to you before. No. As if uh, I sorted it before. No. I'm afraid of him. He looks scary. He does not smile. Oh, wow. You understand? He does not smile. That's why it's very important to make sure that you get feedback from your learners. You must create a feedback structure. Whether you want it to be anonymous or you want it face to face, get feedback from them. How do your learners feel about you? Some of these things can be the reason why it's, it's the same issues that learners have in interacting with their parents at home, too. The same way some learners will never tell their parents how they are feeling or what Anything. has happened to them. That's the same way. It's, it can be the same too with the teacher. They, they will never respond to your. To your questions or your engaging lessons because of the way you are because of the way you relate with them because of your tone because of your behavior your attitude so you must check that too because sometimes the teacher might be you know might have everything in check you know she knows how to use her inquiry base she knows everything what about the relational aspects so uh, Mm -hmm. i think we should look at that too yes is there any other thing you'd like to add no, nothing. Okay, so if you would um, like to join in this conversation, don't forget that you can text in. And you can also call in. We would like to take your calls as much as we have the time to do so. Uh, we've talked about two scenarios that reflect real-life problems that teachers face and um, we have discussed from different perspectives possible solutions to these real-life problems. The first one was about um, consistent late turning of assignments. And um, the second was um, about learners not being engaged, learners not responding. When you have um, dormant learners in the class, learners that are not responding, they're not engaging with your lesson content, they're not engaging with your lesson delivery. So, if you'd like to join in this conversation, please can text in or call in. You are still live on the late show with Bisayo Adewoli and my special guest. Adeshola Ifeolua Familusi. Now, let's um, do a summary of everything. Let's do um, a highlight of everything that we have looked into. I would like to summarize by saying that 
um, Miss Shoma, the first teacher, and Mr. Dick, the basic tech teacher, must make sure that they integrate educational technology in their lessons, one way or the other, because technology is something is is um it's one of the ways of solving educational problems in this time and age you cannot be a teacher in this century and you are not um, integrating educational technologies in your lesson you know in preparing your lesson in delivering your lesson in preparing assessments you must find a way to integrate technology. If it is offline or online, find a way to integrate technology and you will realize that most of your problems, most of the problems you face would begin to, you begin to see solutions as you integrate uh, educational technology. So, um, Ms. Ifeolua, what will be your final note? to teachers that fall in any of these scenarios? Okay, so um, for any Miss Joma, I'd like to say that as teachers, we must understand that we have a whole lot of work to do. It's not just about going to class to deliver the lesson. You know, Miss Joma having to um, ensure that Spanish is on track. Imagine having to leave your content and go to the um, and having to teach your students how to create a to-do list and a not-to-do list. So as teachers, we have a lot to do. We have a lot to um, offer. And while for the if for every um, Mr. Dick, I would like us to be more um, relaxed with our students when we are teaching and to mm -hmm. ensure that we are up-to-date up to with the latest technologies mm -hmm. so that we can um, simulate a, an effective learning scenario. Yes, I totally agree with you. Thank you so much for being on this show with me. And thank you for the interesting scenarios that you brought on the show today. I've learned a lot from you and your um, contributions. It's been an educating and teacher refreshing night with all our amazing listeners today. Thank you for your contributions to knowledge. I sincerely hope that we would act on them and would share this knowledge with other teachers and even parents, you know, school leaders and school authorities. And I also sincerely hope that we have learned, unlearned, and we learned some teacher lessons tonight. Make sure you keep on getting better to make education better. Thank you for your time. Have a beautiful night rest. You have been live on the late show with Bisayo Adiwale and my This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, 
podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cats. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.